That doesn't help when there's three of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. How are we starting this thing again? Do we have, a new, like do we have anything? Um, We're back, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Aww, this good to be back. This is a brand new season, a brand new day, a, a brand new New moment. microphones. New microphones. Yeah. Do I sound uh, do I sound good, Daniel? Probably just as probably just as loud and like just as that, shrill. That high end. Yeah. It's just that yeah, that mid high register. You gotta complain. You gotta... Have you ever heard? Yeah, yeah. Jacobson... I've probably heard. I've probably heard more of your voice Ooh. than most people that you know. That's probably true. It's probably, probably more true. than me. Um, hey, so uh, we're not gonna start this by talking about my voice. We are back, <laughs> and what I mean is, uh, this is the Following Faith podcast, and we took a little hiatus. Um, it wasn't intentional, but um, I got COVID for a second time in January. Mm. <laughs> Remember that? That was fun. Uh, and then I went on vacation for a long time in nice. February. And uh, and now it just seems like the entire world has shifted. Do you guys feel it? Am I the only one that has this palpable feeling of like things are different today than they were six mm. months ago? Well, March Madness is back. So yes, the world yes, has this is a good how place. we know. It's all back. <laughs> yes. We were down in Florida as a family a couple weeks ago, and I think everybody in Northwest Indiana is on their way to Florida right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florida's been back for a long time. Florida or Mexico. That's the I, trend. Yes. And if, warm. if you can't get to Mexico, you're going to Florida right now is what I understand. <laughs> um, but everything was open down there. Really? Except for Disney nice. World. Oh. Disney was like, mask up, sir. No coffee, sir. You must put your mask on, sir. But they did it really politely. But they did it so nicely. And you felt good? No, I didn't feel good. No. I was angry. It's the oh. only time I've ever felt angry about a mask was at Disney. Um, but <laughs> everything else in Florida is just like open. And I came back and I was like, okay, I'm ready to be open. We're doing let's, just, let's just have life again. And uh, it made me think about this podcast and our sweet listeners who have been begging us to just record more insane theological conversations. <laughs> I don't know Is that why. What they're begging? Yes, yes. I've gotten messages on Facebook saying, oh, "Wow, are you guys ever gonna get back at it?" And hey, listeners, we're back. We're back. Season two. That's yes. what we'll call it. Yeah, I want to tease out a little bit about what's ahead because we've got a great uh, a great lineup in the coming weeks for our podcast. But um, while we're talking about our podcast being back, it's only because our church is coming back. Um, you guys, this past weekend was the conclusion of the week of prayer. Mm. Which was, oh my goodness, what a fun, fun service. Yeah. Um, fun might be the wrong thing to describe like a spiritual moment because it was a very, I think, uh, just like reverent and heart focusing and, and deep and really uh, allowed people to be uh, in, a, in a, a moment where they could actually mm-hmm. see Jesus, right? And, yeah. and be able to come face to face with him. Uh, both of you got to preach, which was fun for me. Uh, just to see and hear uh, just how the Lord uses you and your, yeah. your own voices. Um, we sang a lot. We prayed a lot. Daniel was on stage for like an hour. Daniel was on stage for like, no, yeah, like seven whole, hours the on Sunday. Thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it made me feel for it. So like uh, when I was in Nashville, um, I went to a church down there and the, the pastor of the church was also the worship leader. Jeez. And it just blew yes. my mind. And I know a couple guys that do that. And I'm like, how in the, I was, dude, That's a I was in a catatonic state <laughs> after, <laughs> after Sunday. Uh, it's just, yeah, just having, having a message on your mind as well as the songs in your mind. We, we, we did, I think six or seven on Sunday yeah, it was big. Um, yeah. from like very contemporary to uh, uh, just straight hymns. Yeah. 
Um, and there's just a lot of cadence to remember and yeah, a lot of, a lot of band stuff. I and loved service on Sunday. I did that too. was so yeah. good. And it was such a good reminder. Uh, it, it hit differently being in person with people in the room, yeah. especially towards the end, we had people share prayer requests. Yeah. And uh, those requests just hit a little different. And it, it just reminds you on any given Sunday, what people are walking into the building carrying. Yeah. Right. And this Sunday was just, we got to see those requests very candidly, those struggles very candidly. Um, but man, it like I was choked up most of the service. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, people ask me like, are, were those really requests from people in the service? And the answer is, yeah, like both services, yeah. we cleared the deck on any pre-planned requests because people were just so willing to share. We we had enough requests from the first service that the question was like, do we just go with those again? Like, what if nobody puts requests yeah. in? And uh, and yet we had a we had the people in mm. each service asking for prayer. And so for us to be able to to know like this request on the screen that I'm seeing right here right now yeah. is from someone in the rows yes. right around me. Yes, that I think is the power that you're talking about. Is like, no, that's represented right here right now. That's not some stranger from Alaska. <laughs> that's not some person <laughs> watching from Peru. Yeah. No offense, Peru Peruvians, we love you. <laughs> um, but that's that's here. That's us. And, and I it's different. It's more person. it's more tangible because I know we do the the YouTube comments. And stuff like that but this felt very deliberate mm-hmm. and very intentional um and like you know names weren't weren't given or whatever like you knew that those people were in the room and had some i mean there's some really heavy 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 stuff mm-hmm. um going on in our church and i i like to just remind our team of that every because we practice on tuesday nights and a lot of weeks like we don't have to practice yeah. Um, a lot of the songs are ones that we've we've rehearsed several times, but I think Tuesday nights for us is a really, uh, really good reminder of like, hey, like there are people who are walking into this house mm-hmm. um, that that are going through it. Yeah. Um, and 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 they need this just as much as we do, and they need this this community, this uh, you know the people around them lifting them up in prayer. Um, and let us not forget just like just what we're doing here on a weekly basis because it's so stinking easy just to sing the same songs and yeah. to go through the motions and to do it and not be reminded that like uh, the person in the second row is like you know has a uh, I mean we've got we've got some crazy stories mm-hmm. some crazy stories um, life and death and yep. and restoration and things falling apart like it's it's been really cool because like I you know. Uh, I, I came from a, a contracted background where every church I played at was just like I wasn't I didn't know the community. Yeah, it was just it was you know super high caliber, great production, but like I did not know the people. And it is such a different experience when you look out um, into into uh, you looking into you know the the faces of God's people, and you're like, hey, like I know that you're you're parenting a kid that isn't yours, mm-hmm. and people have just died or like or whatever. Like yeah. it makes these words. Uh, that we sing this uh, uh, just have such life, and and these prayers have uh, uh, just meaning. Like when when you're when you're looking at the people around you, it's for good sure. To be back. For sure. Good to be back. It's been it's people. been it's been the most like powerful time of worship that I think I've ever encountered um, as being a Christian. Like honestly, I've been uh, I send I send emails uh, to my team after every week, like because we spend so much time like uh, asking God to like, you know, open our eyes to show up and to to make us aware of his presence on Sunday mornings and not enough time like 
falling on our faces, thanking him for when, when that does happen. Yeah. We're just kind of like, you right. know, we spent all the time prepping for it. And then once it happens, we're like, oh, that was cool, God. Well, on to the next Sunday. Not like, oh, watch out. Uh, that just happened. And it was so good. And let us not miss it. Because we could just as easily be outside in 100 degree weather fighting off bees. <laughs> you know, and I think that's actually like, uh, it's as much as I did not enjoy the outside services. Uh, I don't know if I should say that, but like it's it wasn't fun. Yeah. It was doable. And it was great and it served a purpose. Um, but it has definitely given us new life being back because we just know like as a church, what we have um, isn't promised to us. And this gathering that we do on Sundays um, has such power. Yeah. Um, that you know, there's there's power online. There's power for the there's power for the church when they gather in in whatever state. Is it? Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Do you think a matter of focus? Like like the difference between being outside in this distracted environment yeah. in this like less than ideal space where we as people we we don't do well outside right like we're 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 little uh, squirrels looking around being like <laughs> oh this that that and you know a, a bee lands on the stage and everybody's yeah. fix you know their attention to that whereas like now we're coming into a, a space that we've intentionally designed for us to focus our hearts. And that I think is a different thing than sitting at home in your living room, trying to focus on a stream or at the kitchen table, trying to put right. yourself in a place where you can truly focus. Do you think that's part of what you appreciate about the season right now? Or, or is it maybe something different? I think so. I think when, we, um, when we're meeting outside, we're leaving the, the, the fighting off of distractions up, up to the people who are coming, um, which is tough. And I feel like on, on this side of things, we're able to be inside and, and, and intentionally design a space to um, deflect distractions out of yep. their life. Um, cause like, I don't have kids. I just got married and watching the stream at home is really tough. Yeah. Just to like, just to, just to be there. And there, there is a very transcendent element to the people of God meeting in person. Yeah. There just is that like, you know, I think God's still, uh, still lifted high and, and blessed and the church is uh, edified when, when the churches, you know, gather whether online or outside or whatever, but there's just something tangibly different when you hear the person next to you, singing the same song um and it's it's pretty unexplainable um and i'm trying my best to explain it but um it's it's just like the second man i heard our church singing out I, I, it was three weeks ago and i was like oh my gosh i i i forgot how good this was yeah just how good this was and how powerful this is uh when when you know 300 voices become one voice yeah like, phew, come on yeah so good. So um, let's talk about this for a second because we've got, you know, we had over 400 people in the church this past Sunday, mm. which is um, like that, that feels good to us. We, we've been, we reopened back in June last year with maybe a hundred people. Yeah. And it was a palpable like yearning for that moment for us to kind of be more substantial. And we still are limited at, at our space inside the service. And we're still social distancing people. But we're social distancing to the max, right? And mm -hmm. so um, I'm grateful for people coming back to church and um, we're doing it safely. We're making sure that there's space for everybody. And in the future, I mean, there, there's no there's no way around it. We're, we're going to be adding another service. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to add another time for us uh, to be able to do this so we can stay safely. You know, like we might need to add two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we might need to add two services. Yeah. We'll cross those bridges as we come. But one of the things that I love about the history of this campus, and, and uh, I want to use Daniel's phrase, you know, the history of our house, so to speak, is that um, when we make space, God fills it up. Right. 
And so I, um, I'm eager for us to keep making space for people to connect. Um, it's not just the same people coming back to yeah. church, which is really cool. We're meeting tons of new people. And right. You're auditioning new musicians, right? And you're Scott, you're seeing new people walk into Verge. And um, I'm trying to connect new people into small groups and, and just get a hold of who, who are you and where do you come from and how can we how can we partner together? And that's exciting for me, man. Like yeah. that's really exciting that, that people over the past year um, have had a hunger for community and God um, that we're able now to really start meeting. And that's a that's a blessing. So I'm looking forward to Easter and and the yeah. the services ahead as we do three services on Easter. But I'm also looking forward to like continuing to see oh, yeah. how we can just keep making space and and what God does. With and it's that. such a mixed bag because uh, so many people uh, on my team are, are not dreading it, but just like, oh man, what is this? What is this going to look like? The third service. Yeah, the third service. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. forget that Crown Point did it for however many years, and like it's a long day. For sure, but like that, I think that really supported the uh, the growth out of that campus and the ability Absolutely. to start other campuses and yeah. um and 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 that spread. So like I welcome it with open. It's gonna be long. It's gonna be a long day yeah, sure. for for volunteers, whatever. But I think that is the best problem to have, man. I've I've never seen as many just new faces here. Yeah. And you know we we don't want to be um I don't know I don't want to say like you know a seeker friendly church. Like we are definitely for the the equipping of the saints. Um, and it is really cool that we are still for the equipment of the saints that like we don't we haven't lost the the depth of our worship and preaching and theology um, but we are seeing new people come all the time and that's such a I think that's such a, a, a thing to celebrate in a church like I don't want to be a part of a church that doesn't celebrate new new people new people to um, to, to want to serve new people to want to bring their kids and, and shepherd their families um, it's been the coolest thing to just see new families and new faces and, and new people that are really hungry. Absolutely. Um, you guys, I want to uh, just just do a quick recap. We all had 10 minutes to preach on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know that the I, I don't know what's going to happen with the recordings of those things. Uh, and so just a little, a little, a uh, little, you know, if it's good enough to preach it once, it's good enough to preach it twice. That's the old <laughs> saying. Uh, and so here's what I'd love to do. Scott, can you give us just a brief like synopsis over what you led us through, uh, on this, on this, on the, uh, from the stage on Sunday. Yep. Uh, and then Daniel will mm -hmm. come to you and then I'll, I'll do mine too. Yeah. Like in a sentence or two. Yep. Out of first John one, really at the, at the bottom of it, we talked about confession and that uh, fellowship with God is connected to right living. And when we fall out of right living, Jesus is there to uh, pick the pieces back up. He is faithful to forgive if we are faithful to confess. And uh, we just encourage people to practice confession. And we did it in that moment uh, with, with communion. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Tell me, because uh, you had this line about like the cancel culture so oh, style yeah. of life today and then mm -hmm. there's just the juxtaposition of christ so that just say say something about that yeah i said um in this cancel culture society where uh weakness is despised and the f only the fittest survive jesus calls us to come to us with our weaknesses and it's just that idea where our culture is so happy and uh to cancel you for the wrong things you have done and praise God that our Savior is not that way. Mm. No matter what we have, we can come to Him and uh, and find faithful forgiveness. Yeah, 
it's it's so counterintuitive compared to how our culture is today, which is how you know it's countercultural, yeah, yeah. right? And how Jesus just promises us that forgiveness. It's and like, I thought it was really cool how blessing. you had the dynamic where you where you talked about the court being one sided when when we are trying to be our own advocate. Yeah, yeah. And like we we are so quick to to write ourselves off as innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 Jesus, the courtroom is is so one sided as well. Yeah, like yeah. we don't deserve any innocence, and He deserves. All yeah. of it, but he goes before us and like He's took on. Favor. Yeah, it's rigged in our favor. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool way of putting it. it yeah. was really, and that's not. Really I, I just gotta say that's not original to me. I, I that was actually from Cedarville. I heard somebody use that analogy, the courtroom, that yeah. Jesus is judge, jury, and defendant. But it's it speaks uh, it speaks volumes to what Christ has done for us. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture, and and it's a consistent metaphor within the the Bible itself. So, man, that's awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, lead us through your segment. Yeah. Um. So I had adoration. And I really took it out of like Matthew 6 now with the Lord's Prayer. Um, but I had been given this book by, shout out, Keith and Jessica Timbush when we got married. Um, mm-hmm. It's a book called Cherish by uh, Jeffrey Thomas and his wife. And the book basically walks through uh, just what kind of what Paul uh, defines as, as, as love in the New Testament uh, and compared to what Solomon the describes as cherishing love, treasured love in the Old Testament. Um, so I, yeah, I just kind of, kind of walk through that. Um, the, the, the way that we might love God, but not, not cherish God. And, mm-hmm. and how do we move from, um, a, a loving position of prayer, um, to, uh, to a, a, a heart of, of cherishing after God. And the craziest thing is that like, he, he wants that from us. Like he does, he doesn't want this, um, uh, uh, a prayer that I know he doesn't. He doesn't want our hearts to just want something from him. Mm-hmm. He wants our hearts to to just be in awe of who he is, mm-hmm. and it's and it's so special. Um, so I hit hit on that a little bit, and then I uh, gave some. Um, I think good application of what these prayers of God's attribute can look like in our life, because sometimes it's it's hard to you know big words like omniscience, omnipotence, omnipresence. It's you know. You, you read those words, you hear those words, and it's hard to like, well, how does that actually look like in, in my own prayer life? Yeah. Um, so I dissected that a little bit with, you know, what is it, what does it look like to pray to a God who is, who is everywhere at all times in full control of everything? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. And then we, and we walk through that as a church too afterwards. I loved, I loved how you broke down just different characteristics of God and that uh, I can't remember how you, how you said it, but that, you know, God is worthy of praise because he's God. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, God alone and his characteristics is worthy enough to be worshiped and is worthy enough to be adored and cherished. Uh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, well, it's, just, it's this weird thing where um, like adoration has absolutely nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God. But that the change in your heart that comes when you feel like when you when you when you take that posture mm-hmm. absolutely changes who you are as a person 100 percent. um and it's cool because in this book it, it talks about that uh in marriage you, you gotta you gotta fight for that even when like when you don't feel it um sometimes you don't you know you don't feel it to be true um but when you fight for that position of like i'm not just going to love this person i'm going to seek to treasure the things that like I know to be true, whether in this fight where I'm angry and I don't, you know, I don't feel them to be true, but I know them to be true. Um, the 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 alteration that takes place in your heart is is pretty astounding. Um, and it was it was really weird because me and Christina, um, uh, 
had these like really stupid fights throughout the week, like these really dumb arguments. And it's the kind of thing where it's like when you're walking that close in scripture and you're kind of <laughs> putting this hedge of protection around you in prayer, it's weird. I, I see it as like almost like this uh, kind of like in military terms where it's like if you've got a really big base, like, well, another country sees that and they want to attack it just because you've got this huge hedge of protection. So I felt like through the week we we really tried having this, you know, we were waking up at 5 a.m. And, and going to work out and then doing like an hour uh, of devotional and study and prayer and whatever. And I had never felt more uh, just emboldened in prayer and like built up and more attacked <laughs> simultaneously. Like, sure. like the enemy knows when you are really seeking to, uh, to cover yourselves yeah, in yeah. that hedge of protection and sees it and you are not safe. <laughs> like it's it's just weird how we felt that through the whole week. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but it was it was fun. To, it was fun to preach. I haven't I haven't spoken like three years, and last time I was in Verge, um, and it it just felt really good to to talk to our people. Um, and yeah, I loved, I loved it. hearing you, man. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was great. Absolutely, absolutely. What about you, Dan? I um I took the phrase. So so Daniel, you kind of kicked it off from the Lord's Prayer with yeah. uh, hallowed, hallowed be your name. Um and kept that going. The task that I had was to talk about supplication, which is that weird world word of like supplying, right? Like God supplies all of our needs. And so I, I traced through the Lord's prayer to that point in it where it says, give us this day mm. and kind of cut it short intentionally because I think we run past that in our repetition of the Lord's prayer. We just always go, give us this day our daily bread. And it's almost this like unsatisfying prayer that I've learned how to pray. Of like, I want more than daily bread, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I want like the high points of life. I want all the good things that you can give me. And that's part of why I think the Lord's Prayer is helpful. Give us today this our daily bread is, is this reminder that God gives us all things. But I think Jesus repeats in that phrase twice the word day, daily. Give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. And there's this presence that I think prayer brings to us presence in the sense of like not in the past not in the future but mm-hmm. today yeah and when i pray i often find myself realizing that god has given me something that god's given you and god's given you and god's given our listeners today is a day <laughs> like we're alive and so the question that that brought me to is just simply this like what if prayer was more than just sustenance to survive right like more than just our daily bread um, but more than a more an awareness that we're alive like, what if Jesus taught us to pray, asking God to help us see the things that he's given to us today? I'm so glad you repeated that, too, because you always have these, like, great nuggets. That I just blow I past. Just blow past. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, that's why we stop. podcast things, right? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. No, it was great. I, I wrote that down. And, um, yeah, that was that was a, just a phenomenal point. Yeah. So I've just been convicted of, of like praying for tomorrow mm. a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like God help yeah. us to get this vaccine, help us to get, you know, just to be in a better position in our country with the way that we relate to each other and help the church in the future to get back to that. I forget like, no, you've given me a gift today mm. and um, just being more present, pra- you know, uh, brother Lawrence wrote that book and it's practicing the presence of God. Mm. And it's a very much like putting yourself into today type of a moment. Um, but to get that from the Lord's prayer, I think was a helpful thing. It was good. Um, so I always love, I always love taking a piece of scripture that has been in front of our nose the whole time. Yeah. Just, yeah. just pointing it out. Yeah. You know? How convicted, uh, did y'all feel in just your, your prep for even 10 minutes 
because I felt such a load of like, man. Oh gosh. I I just don't pray good. (laughs) 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 Or uh, I think the thing I was most convicted about is um, just this, like how I structure my Christian walk with supplemental things that aren't necessarily commanded in God's Mm -hmm. word. Yeah. Like he doesn't teach us how to sing. He doesn't teach us how to run sound, how to design our services. He teaches us how to pray and you're not even doing that right. Yeah. (laughs) So the whole week I was like, man, like I just felt so convicted to even be talking about something that in a, in my daily walk, I'm not, I mean, I, I think I naturally carry it out, but I'm not like intentionally telling God who he is. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I was, I was really convicted. So I was, uh, wondering what, how you guys felt during the week. I don't know. Well, I didn't have to do the one on confession. So Scott, <laughs> Scott maybe, maybe has a different take on this, but for me, supplication came down to, um, and I, I get excited in, in ministry this way when, when I know the burden of what I need to present on Sunday yeah. is something that I'm already experiencing fruit in, even though that fruit came after the study. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like oftentimes that's what I love about my, my role at our church is I get to dig deep into God's word and have it impact my own heart. And then when I know that it's impacting my heart and I know that that's a positive thing and I know it's like so easy for you us can to preach do, it if we from just full confidence. Yeah. And... You just go like, Hey, I've got something great to share yeah. with you about how God is and, and what prayer does. And, and it's just this week brought me into the present. And that's, I mean, so much of our life is lived outside of that. So for me to say like, hey, it might be tough for you to want to be in the present, but God wants you. And the way you do that is through prayer. Like yeah. God, like prayer is the thing mm-hmm. that anchors us. And that's why I think, you know, Christian prayer often gets confused with meditation in, in like a yoga type of way or, or with, you know, is, Islamic prayer. There's benefits to prayer that are beyond just spiritual mm-hmm. in a Christian sense. But when we do pray, knowing that the God of the universe hears us, there is this um, full humanity that comes out of that for me. Yeah. And so, like for me, it wasn't it wasn't the 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 guilt of like I don't pray <laughs> enough, but it was the whole like how great is this when I do it? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah, that's yeah. what that's more of what I what I had. Well, this. I'm a self deprecator, y'all. No, I no, no. <laughs> I, I I think it had more to do with like the experience that you have with the with the text, right? Because if yeah. I would have had to chop up uh, adoration. The question I would be asking is like, do I adore God? Yeah. And and maybe I would have felt like, man, I, I adore God out of obligation, mm. but not out of a real cherishing. Yeah. So I thought like you helped me you helped me get to that point. Scott, how was confession, man? Uh, like, did you and Bethany have to like clear the deck on everything? And are we good? Yeah, are we good? Are we good? Yeah, yeah. I, that was a great question. Chris and I ask ourselves that often. Is that right? the question you used? I wondered that as I was te- teaching. That's the question that Bethany and I that's ended up a great asking. You know, are we good? I think for the most part, that's what we say to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, confession was. It was hard. It was hard. It was hard. And you get into the word, and it does it does convict. But um, there, it convicted, and then it brought me to Christ, which is awesome. But there were two there were two things that came out of uh, the study in First John was this um, self deception of sin and self justification. Yeah. And that really hit me. Uh, what sins am I denying yeah. that I even struggle with? And then what countless sins do I justify? Uh, so that in my own heart, those those were the things that I had to walk through. Um, and it, it took me to some people uh, and to, to practice confession, which was yeah, good. Yeah, right on. And, uh, but then that, that passage just, just lays you at the cross. And uh, it, it, was, it was a good study. It was a good study 
to see the, the benefits and the beauty of confession and uh, the beauty of what Christ did for us. Yeah. And that he's for faithful sure. to f- forgive. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Well, what a, what a beautiful service. And uh, thank you guys for uh, the work that you put into it. Um, each of you in your own way had a rather um, influential uh, piece of, of leading our church this weekend. So grateful for you guys. Hey, here's what we got coming up on the podcast. I don't know. Are we dubbing this season two? Is that is that officially like this is a season two I feel like I'm on like my sixth season because we've done new every <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah, new every mornings yeah. and yeah, advent guides and different iterations of Y'all can say form. season two. It's season fine. Season six? Yeah, season it should be season six. It, but back. 2020 was just that long. Yeah. Um, no, so, so I'm calling it season two. And uh, it's not the church's back indoors. That's not what we're calling it. It's not uh, anything... It, it's uh here's the church what, here's what is we not have. going back outside the church is staying inside <laughs> yeah uh no here here's what we've got ahead and I, we're gonna play i think a clip here in a second uh of just uh, some interviews that you'll be hearing but we um we've been we've been talking we want to we want to take this in a bit more of a sharpened storyline and um our our church has often had a ton of families in it I mean, that's just obvious if you walk in. I think we had 100 kids here this past weekend, which is hilarious that a quarter of the people in the building <laughs> were it's under great. the age of fifth grade. That's great. Um, we love it. But that's also a, a, a pain point for a lot of people mm-hmm. because um, this day and age, we don't, you know, we don't have families, biological families, very easily. And um, there's many people in our church who we want to introduce their storyline of how God has built their family. And he's done it in a very circuitous route, kind of like not the straight line of, of how most people anticipate becoming parents. Yeah. And so we're going to talk, we're going to have an opportunity to talk to, uh, to a couple of people who are adopting children, mm-hmm. uh, who have gone through all of the, um, the fer- infertility testing and um, have, have been blessed in certain ways. And I don't want to spoil all of the surprises along the way, but we hope that uh, these interviews can just help us celebrate how God builds families and that um, yeah. just for the short season that, that it's going to be, um, that it'll be encouraging to us as we tell stories from our campus of people following Christ in faith. So um, that's that's what's coming down the road. I hope you enjoy it and I hope it's a blessing to you and I hope it, it does justice to the work God is doing mm-hmm. uh, here amongst our family. So um, without further ado, I want to um, go ahead and close this episode with just an upcoming clip that you're going to hear. Take a listen. Are we ever going to heal from this? Am I ever not going to have to hold you on the bedroom floor? Because I kind of feel like this could be our new marriage. And that's terrifying for a new husband. That's like, well, I was so excited for our life together and we have a new home and we can look at other ways of having a family. But here you are so stuck on something that they clearly said no. 